Ladies and gentlemen, your very own Michigan State Spartans. Goal scored by Fatai Alashe, Ryan Keener, and the cast. Let's hear it for your MSU Spartans, Rachel Van Poplen. Goal scored by Mary Catherine Fiebernitz. Few national team players here on the Seattle Sounders, Clint Dempsey, Eddie Johnson. Welcome everyone listening to our World Cup preview. Impact Sport presents the 2014 World Cup preview brought to you by MSU's Impact Sports' Corner Kick along with Jonathan Yales, Brooks Lambeer, the two guys who have been covering MSU soccer all semester long. Unfortunately, they took a loss. Podcast for them later, but they're back with us. I'm Fino, your host, and we're talking a lot of stuff today. We're talking this World Cup preview and it's an interesting draw for this U.S. team. And it's an interesting draw for a lot of teams, really, where I remember Yales was telling me how, you know what, Fino, this is the most competitive field ever in World Cup history. You know, 23 of these 25 teams are elite, I would say. And then the other ones are not exactly elite, but they're not bad teams. They're competitive, they're pesky, and teams like Algeria, Nigeria, that are teams that will always fight to the end, really. So we'll kind of debate and break down each group all the way from A all the way down to group, what is it, F? H. 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 I can't even alphabetize anything. Um, But I know U.S. is group G, and we'll break down, is there one group of death? Is there multiple? Yale's told me, he goes, you know, know, I think there's multiple groups of death, and we'll break each group down. But the first group, we all knew where Brazil was standing. They were the A1 slot in group A. So, boys, why don't we try breaking down group A first, you know? The host nation, Brazil, okay? You have Brazil, coach is Luis Felipe Scolari, as we always mentioned. The tournament best. They were winners. Last time they won this tournament was 2002. So now, Brazil's back. They're hosting this World Cup along with, in this Group A, drawn with Brazil. We have a Croatian team, a Mexican team who actually did qualify, and a Cameroon team. So let's kind of break each team down first. We have Brazil. And we know how successful they are, Yales. They're an elite team. They won the Confederation Cup. Can they break the curse of the Confed Cup? Um, first, I'd like to, to get into a little bit of statistics. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a stats guy. Yeah. Um, just using that SPI again, the so- Soccer Power Index. Um, ESPNs broke it down by all the groups, and they predicted what the percentage it is for the teams to advance. Um, and they have Brazil and Mexico favored to go through. In Group A, and Brazil's a 99.6% chance of getting through, and a 45.3% for Mexico. Um, so, and Croatia's third, Cameroon's fourth. Um, so it's it's pretty close between second and third. Brazil's obviously the favorite with a somewhat easy Group A, and being the host, they think they're going to get through pretty easy. Um, and so do I. Uh, I like Brazil. I like them a lot. Um, I think being the host doesn't always work in your favor to give you an automatic bid to the finals or anything like that when you're a world power, but um, I think they'll definitely get to a quarterfinal or semifinal. I definitely think Brazil is clearly the favorite here. I think there's no debating that we know what Brazil can do. Brazil is a powerhouse, and all eyes on one the guy, for me, is going to be Neymar. His first time on really the national stage, on or an international stage, per se, and with such importance host nation, so, so much expectations, and no European team has won 
a World Cup in South Africa or South South America. What does that say for the pressure of these South American teams? So there's a lot of maybe extended pressure, and then you have Brazil who won in 1958, won in 1962, won in 1970, 94 in the United States, and 19 or I'm sorry, 2002. So they have won this World Cup five times. They're looking for their sixth champion, and guess what, guys? They've experienced because Croatia's never won it. Mexico has never won a World Cup, and Cameroon has never won the World Cup. So to me, they're the clear-cut favorites to win Group A, Brooks. Yeah, in Brazil, definitely, with the strength of Neymar. You got Hulk up top as well. Uh, You know, Julio Cesar, who, you know, kind of disappeared for a while, but now he's back in action. Uh, You know, and they have a very strong midfield, and they have a very strong attack, and defensively they are very well with Danny Alves back there as well. Uh, And David Luiz, as we know, plays for Chelsea. Uh, it's, you know, it's gonna be a tough group. You know, Croatia. Um, you know, has a lot. You know, has some good players in their team as well. A lot of guys that play. You know, in quality leagues such as La Liga and the EPL. Uh, you know, Mexico. Uh, you know, are they gonna show up? Is it gonna be off their Chicharito? Is Dos Santos gonna do anything for them? Uh, and then you know, Cameroon with Eto plays for Chelsea as well. Uh, so there's a good mixture of solid. Uh, you know, professional players in this group and on the, on the teams. But I think ultimately. Ultimately, Brazil will probably come out on top of this group. Yeah, I think there's no really debating, Yale, is that we, I'm going to say we all can be in agreement here that we think Brazil is the clear-cut favorite to win Group A, but the runner-up for me is the main conversation of this group. Is Mexico favorite to advance, or could Croatia or a Cameroon team sneak in that spot? I think if Mexico kind of falls on their face like they did in qualifying, I'm not confident to think a Mexican team will go through to the round of 16. Exactly. I think it is going to be really tough to name that second team out of the bottom three. I think Cameroon's going to end um, fourth. Um, Croatia has, they have talent. They have Luka Modric. They have very good players who um, can perform at a top level. They struggled to get into the World Cup. They had to play Iceland, and they barely beat Iceland, who has like a population of 300,000 or something like that. Uh-huh. Um and they got in, so that tells you something. But they did struggle. Um, they're 16th in the world up based off FIFA rankings, but that doesn't tell you too much. Um, huh. And this Mexico team, you, we, we really don't know what Mexico te- Mexican team we're going to see. If we're going to see the team with Chicharito and all the European stars, or if we're going to see this Club America, who's basically taken their coach and eight of their players or something and finally qualified for the World Cup. Um, so it, I think it's going to come down to really, really close games, and I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be high-scoring games, um, but it's, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's going to be a tough group. I, you know, Yale's mentions Croatia, and to me, Nico Kovac's team is going to be so prepared to play, and I like Croatia to be the runner-up here. Yes, it's going to be very difficult with the Madrigs, you know, Byron Munich's man. They have tons of guys that are in on this team that are built to win. And yes, their their best their tournament best finish was I think third in nineteen ninety eight. So they really haven't gotten far. But for this purpose and this group's purpose, it's safe to say that you know I like Croatia to be that second spot, and I like Brazil to win that. Mexico with Miguel Herrera's club, I don't know. I don't know what to expect out of their team. I just don't know. Is Chicharito Javier Hernandez going to show up? Are we going to see Giovanni dos Santos? What is to expect? You know, you have these emerging stars. Yes, they did route this New Zealand team, 9-3 aggregate. But you know what? It's They had to go to a CONCACAF playoff with an Oceania team to advance. 
they had such struggles to even get here. I think the fact that Mexico even got here and a somewhat favorable draw for them is quite an accomplishment in itself. I'm not copping on the Mexican team. Some people are. And Yale's mentioned Nate's, what was it? Nate Silver's power. What was it? 45% chance. They had about a, I believe it was a 44 and change percent chance of advancing. And that just shows you when Mr. Silver's power index, hey, despite Mexico's struggles, it's very realistic that we see them in the round of 16, Brooks. Very real. Oh, for sure. I'm, um, you know, I mean, I, I'm kind of in agreement with you, Fino, in that Mexico, I don't think they're going to get out of the group. I, I, I just I, don't see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going dead last for them. Wow. I, I think Cameroon can beat them. Um, but I, I'm going with the Aos. I agree with the Aos here that Croatia comes out second. I mean, just look at the teams that Croatia had to qualify against. You know, a good Belgium team, Serbia, Serbia who's usually in it. Uh, you know, Iceland gave them a run for their money. So, that, you know, it can't mean that, that, you know, the qualifying group wasn't, you know, that poor. Uh but, you know, I'm agreeing. You know, Croatia with Luka Modric, great player, uh, can really help them. Um, there's also, they also have a, Je- Je- uh, they also have uh, Nikika Jelovic. And Jelovic is great. Plays for Everton as well. And then we have Byron's man, uh, Manazudic, mm-hmm. who's very good. And he's their lead forward on Byron Munich. He's, placed, he's in that starting 11. So when you look at Croatia, guys are good. They're a very good team, but dead last. Brooks is going dead last for Mexico. Could you see a dead last Group A finish for Mexico, John? I don't think they'll be dead last. I think they'll be the third place. Yeah, I like Cameroon last as well. I like Cameroon, Mexico, Croatia, and Brazil to advance. It's a formality because we're swapping three and four. But it seems like all of us are on the same page that we're going to see Scolari's Brazil advance and um, Nico Kovac's Croatia advance, it seems like. Looks like we have Group A settled, really, on what we want. Mexico, they just struggled so much, and I just can't see them. Maybe they'll put up a fight, but, you know, the World Cup, there's so many surprises. Yeah, I feel like they used up kind of all their luck to get to this point. Um, And we don't really know what team is going to show up because, like we've said before, this is their fourth coach in six weeks. and How uh, unreal. They're playing some of their players and some of their nationally known players from outside the country are not on the squad um so no one really knows who's going to be on that final roster and if you want to mess up with the team that did qualify um so it does kind of seem like it's just going to be another mess um that just ultimately when you go play quality opponents unlike new zealand you're going to lose those games and it's not going to be enough in a world cup it's not going to be enough and you know like we said before a formality where mexico will finish but it seems like everyone here at msu impact sports does like Croatia and Brazil to advance. That leads us into the next group is Group B. And a lot of people will talk about Group B as it's kind of a second or maybe the group of death. We have Spain. We have the Netherlands or Holland. Chile and Australia in this group. Spain in that B1 spot. Holland in that B2 spot. What that means essentially is that those two teams who was the final match for the World Cup in 2010, that will be Group B's first game of the tournament. So that's very interesting to even note right there. So we have Spain, Holland, uh, Chile, Australia. Yales, who do you like to win this group? I think I know your feeling, but I still want to hear it. Who do you like to win it? I like Spain to win. Um, SBI has them 82.8% going yeah. through. And what I I saw as a surprise and what some of you guys might see as a surprise, they have Chile going through with a 74.3% wow. chance over the Netherlands. Um, Australia is at a good old 2% um, to get through, but... I believe Spain's the class of this group. I think they are better than the Netherlands team. 
Um, I think Chile is going to surprise. I feel like Chile's going to jump over the Netherlands in this group. So you that's your big surprise so far. You like Netherlands not to advance into the round of 16. It's, it's just too hard of a group. You can't let all three through. It's, it's against the rules. So yeah. um, I think Chile's just going to play better against Netherlands, and Spain's ultimately going to come out in first. Well, there's no doubt that Spain's class here, Brooks. We look at, you know, Vicente del Bosque's team. I think Spain has, in the last, what, four, five years, Spain has been the best team in the world. Constant Euro victories sandwiched in between is a nice World Cup victory. So you look at one of the most successful spans in international football that we've ever witnessed in our lives. At least I have. Spain has been absolute class. Iniesta, David Siva, I mean, Roberto Soldado, um, Xavi. I mean, I can go on and on. Uh, if we'll, Fernando Torres make this team, David Villa make this team. Um, you, there's just so much class in this group, in this team. You know, the tournament best, they won the World Cup last year. Or last World Cup, 2010, they win it. Their man, Andres Iniesta, I like as my impact guy to win this group. He leads them. Spain advances. And with utter class, but unlike Yale's Brooks, I like the Dutch to advance over Chile. No disrespect to Chile, it's a bad draw. Like we talked about the United States, we don't know if they're going to go through. They're a great team, bad draw, same deal for Chile. I like the Dutch led by Van Persie, such a good team. It's just such class. And will Robin be healthy? We know he had that knee injury. We don't know, but I do like Robin to be on this team to play. But Robin Van Persie, I cannot see. Netherlands not getting to this round of 16. I just can't see it, Brooks. I mean, I agree. I, I mean, I'm not a, I don't base a lot of my predictions on stats. I think stats are overrated for games <laughs> at times. Uh, but I definitely agree. I think, you know, uh, I definitely see Spain and then winning the group and then Netherlands coming out. I mean, you can't go against the experience of the Netherlands with Van Persie, Ian Robin, Wesley Snyder. You know, then you have, you have look at the goalkeepers that they have. You know, Tim Krul and Stecklenburg are behind this. You know, Silesian guy. You know, that's twenty four plays for Ajax. I mean, you know, you can't go wrong with them, and you can't go wrong with the Spanish national team. I mean, you look up and down the roster, even the guys that haven't, you know, aren't like, you know, they've gotten call ups between the call up squad and the current squad. Look at they all play for La Liga teams, Serie A teams, and they play for Bayern Munich. And they also play for EPL teams. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. I mean, I mean, I mean, for crying out loud, Seth Fabregas has only gotten call-ups, and he's a great player. Seth, you know, we haven't even spoken about Seth. Yeah, I mean, look at David De Gea, who's only 23, and he's got to sit behind Casillas and Pepe Reina and Victor Valdez. I mean, gee, they're, they're stacked everywhere, and they play so well. They move the ball well. They find ways to score. They get into open spaces. They get through your defensive line. You know, they just know how to play the game of soccer very well. When I, when you have Pepe Reina as your backup goaltender, I would say you're sitting in a pretty good situation. He's third, I think. He's third? Yeah. Wow. I mean, this is, this is a guy that, you know, has constant caps on Spain, constant, you know, caps, and he's played for Liverpool. He's played in the, Bar, in the Barclays Premiership many times before. He's class. It's safe to say we like Spain in this one to win this group. We're in a, you know, we're not all unanimous on the runner-up here. I like the Dutch. Brooke, you do like the Dutch as well. But Yale's likes Chile, so that's very interesting to see. And just poor Australia, really. There's just no chance of advancing. I can only imagine what Silver says about that. Probably 0%. There's 2% chance to get through. At 2% chance. Wait, what are the Dutch's chances to, um, to get through if you have that number? Because that's curious to know that Chile is... 
with that second spot to advance. But the Dutch is what? The Dutch is 40.95, so almost 41%, and Chile is 74. So it's kind wow. of, it's not really close. And let me say, this isn't just based off kind of how they're playing right now and just a number thrown out there off goal score or anything. It's more, it takes into account what these players are doing at their clubs. Um, it doesn't give you a large increase in your percentage based off scoring goals in your club, but it gives you an idea. If your team is playing well in the clubs, they're playing well for the national team. And it also takes into account the quality of the players for the national team that are playing in those friendlies and all the qualifiers. So say yeah. when Germany came over here and they played in they're basically their B squad against us and they lost that game, that wouldn't be as worth as much as if the A squad was playing against us and they lost. And they lost. So yeah. it takes that into account. So that's why I kind of trusted a little more. Um, and I think they they think Chile is playing better right now. Um, and it's not like they don't have great players. They have great players. Um, and also they'll be playing in South America, which I think for this World Cup is going to be a huge... Um, it's going to be a huge factor. That's a big point that you know Yale's brings up here is is the way you know that's essentially Chile's backyard. You know it's been there's been so much so many struggles for these European teams and nations to go into South America and win a World Cup. Guys, no European team has ever won a World Cup in South America. This is why you know Silver's you know listening out in his power index. You know, this is a World Cup for Chile. This is a World Cup for Colombia. This is a World Cup for Brazil. This is a World Cup for even Argentina. These are the World Cup for these teams to really go out and shine, you know? Yeah, they're, these guys are getting to play kind of at home, which they don't normally get to do. They play overseas in their clubs. They play in unfamiliar territories. And same thing with the World Cup. Um, so they finally get a World Cup back in South America, and I think that's really going to help these guys. Um, but, yeah, I like the Chilean side, Arturo Vidal. I think he's one of the top 15 players in the world. Um, they have great players. Alexis Sanchez from Barca. Yeah. They can score goals. They have a great midfield. Um, I'm worried about their goalkeeping and their defense, but I think they can score goals, and I think the fact that they're going to have somewhat of a home field advantage against a team like the Netherlands is going to help them get a draw or a win. Yeah, I mean, Chile's stacked. I mean, they're a really stacked team. You know, Yale's mentions Alexis Sanchez. What about Florentino's Matias Fernandez? You know, they have great players, and they have experience. Claudio Bravo, Pablo Contreras, um, Jorge Valvadiva. So they have very, sorry, my Spanish accent, but they have very, 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 good teams and good players built within their squad. You know, they demonstrated a lot of great potential by playing off England, off the park in that November friendly over in Wembley. They played them very well. I think it was a 2-2 draw or something like that. And it was, they played a very well team. So you can't, I just can't see the Dutch not going through. That's the only reason why. But Chile will give them a run for their money. And that's why a lot of people are calling this a group of death. But my next question for Brooks and Yales would be, guys, is this group better than that group G? I mean, we're we're pitching. It's so close. Um, it's it's really close to call. I mean, because you, if you look at Group G with the Germany, Portugal, and with the United States and Ghana, I mean, I I, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. To be honest with you, I think if you matched up Chile and United States, I think you'd have a Chile would beat the United States. I kind I don't look at it as stats wise. I just look at it as like if you put two teams together, who do you think based yeah. on their players and with their player production too? So. You know, it's something that I think I think Group B is probably better than Group G. 
you think Group B is better. The thing with Group B is what I think G is better. I simply think it comes down to that Australia team. And I think, and Yales is nodding his head. I think he agrees. I think if you look at who is the worst team in Group G, is it Ghana or is it the United States? Because it's one of the two. Or is it Portugal? I'd, I'd say it's the United States. It's the United States. So is you, is the United States a better team than Australia? I say yes. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the thing that it comes down to. Is Australia, they, they're probably, if not the worst, the second worst team in this uh, World Cup, and that kind of pulls them down. If if you're comparing the groups. group to group, four teams to four teams, um, so I, I think in that sense, that is why that Group B is going to be considered lower. I think they have the names though, like U.S. Ghana. They don't sound like those powerhouse uh, European teams or South American teams that are the best. But overall, the four teams combined create a better. Average. But if you throw anyone there in Group G in, in place of Australia, you know they don't want to play the other three teams. That's how I look at it. You know, if you, point. if you switch with Australia and Ghana, you know Ghana doesn't want to play through them. You know if Germany was in that group, they don't want to play off any any of those teams, especially Spain and Netherlands team. You know, and then if you throw as well the United States, what if we drew that group? I mean that that I mean, uh, you know. I'll say that I'll, I'll say this, and I'll let Yale's finish. I think a European team would not want to be in Group B because they see the likes of the Netherlands and Spain all the time. And if you're your way for nation, you're sick of Spain because they have kicked your rear end for years. You're sick of Spain. You know, you're, you know two Euros in a row, they win. You're, you don't want anything to do with Spain if you're a UEFA team. I don't blame. But the way I look at it is if you're just going to compare the groups to groups, yes, B is difficult, but I would rather be, and this is sick that I'm saying this, in group almost B than G just because you have almost a guaranteed win in Australia. That's the way I look at it. And you have to remember, this is one of the, if not the best World Cup ever. So if you're going around the internet reading all these teams' reactions, almost half of the teams are saying we're in a group of death. England's saying it about their group um, with France. They think they're in a group of death. So that's already three groups of death right there. Um, So I think they're all really close. I don't know if we can definitively call one the call. specific group of death. And I think this is going to be the year that everyone remembers. It was like every single group, it was just hell to get out of it. I'll say this. Whoever wins this World Cup will get so much credit nationally and internationally. It's going to be absolutely ridiculous to see. No disrespect to Spain and what they accomplished in 2010 over in South Africa. But... What the Spanish did in Spain, in you know, in Spain, what the Spanish did in South America was incredible, or South Africa. But whoever wins this World Cup in South America, in Brazil, what an accomplishment that would be in the most difficult World Cup field in a while, in a while. So that kind of liaisons us, not an Amazon, into Group C, and this group, guys: Colombia, Greece, Ivory Coast, Japan. Another difficult group, maybe not a group of death, but the likes of Falcao, Giorgio Samaras, Yaya Torre, Koseke Honda. Great names and prominent names for each team I just named. Just one star player, Yales. Who do you like to win this group? I, I think Colombia is going to win. And I think this is it, I think this is the most underrated group. Um, it's Again, it's not the names that pull you in, but uh, Colombia is a very good very good team 
Um, they're favored to go through 86%. Um, and Ivory Coast is second with 49.8. Um, and Greece is third, Japan last. But Japan and Greece are very good teams. Um, Greece has great scorers. Ivory Coast is a very, very solid team. And so is Colombia. And I think Japan is always underrated. They're always in the World Cup. Um, they're best of Asia almost all the time. And I think it's just going to be one of those groups where it's almost every every game is deadlocked. It's even. Um, and that's why I think this is the most underrated group of all of them. I think this is an extremely underrated group, without a doubt. And you can't take that away. I'll say this. I, I question Japan's top-level caliber. I question Japan. And the reason why I question Japan is, is because, guys, three defeats out of three games in the last summer of the Confederation Cup, they showed me nothing in the last Confederation Cup. And hey, you're like, Fino, it's the Confederation Cup. You know what I'm saying? This is a team in 2009, um, United States, that hypothetically, they got to the finals of the Confederation Cup, lost to Brazil 3-2, get to the groups, you know, get to 2010 the next year, and they can't even get out of the round of 16. So they beat the best team in the world at the time, U.S., but then in the round of 16, you can't push it past a Ghana club. So I say there's so much you can take from a Confed Cup, but Japan, for me, I question their top-level credentials. I really do. I, I question them. Nothing you can say Keizuke Honda because he is great. I think he's a great player. He's absolute class. But I question Ivory Coast, and I question Greece. Greece never advancing out of the group. Okay? Group sta- Best finishes, group stage 94, group stage 2010. Okay? And when I look at Ivory Coast, they I feel like Ivory Coast has always been laced in a group of death. They've never really can get themselves out, and it's very tough for them. But this Afri- you know, this African nation, guys, with the threats of Yaya Toure, Dilea Drogba, Kalua, um, you know, tons of guys in class. To win this group for me, I'm gonna be with Yale. I think it's Falcao's Colombia, underrated, and the best finish for this team in a World Cup, Colombia is a round of 16th in 1990. So they haven't been this legit, Brooks, in maybe longer than anyone's have been alive. So it's interesting to see, will Columbia win this group? I say yes. So does Yale's. Brooks, what do you think? Well, for me, this is my crapshoot group. You, okay. don't, you don't know what's going to happen. You, you're not sure who's going to take first and second or who's going to finish third and fourth because all these teams can beat each other. So I would, you know, Columbia with Falcao, they are great. But, you know, are they going to rely on Falcao the whole time to score for them? Uh, you know, Greece with Karagounis Kera, uh, plays for Fulham. Right? Yeah. Yes, uh, he does. He plays, you know, he's you know, a great, uh, you know, guys, he comes up with timely goals. Samaras as well, a uh, great player. Uh, Greatest player ever. <laughs> well, wait, what about James Rodriguez? What about James Rodriguez, a Monaco teammate of um, Falcao? These guys play. They're class. You they know, do. you know. I like Columbia to win this group. I think we can we all agree that Columbia will win the, this is your crapshoot group, but do you like Columbia to win? Uh n- no, because I think Wow. No. I, I think Ivory Coast can challenge them and Japan can at times. J- Japan and France are the two teams in this World Cup for me that can play well, but then they can just pl- be awful. Play awful. You know, I mean Colombia is strong. Very strong. But, you know, and who knows? Ivory Coast could throw in some games. Greece comes out of nowhere and beats teams sometimes. I mean, Greece, look, look at says Samaras. I mean, he's yeah. he's a quality player, is yeah. he not? He's a very quality. He's a good quality player. But for me, I guess for this group, I will say that Ivory Coast wins this group. Wow. Ivory Coast. And then I will say Columbia finished two. 
So you like Columbia to run up. So you, yeah, for me, you scared me a second. I thought you weren't going to pick Columbia to advance. Yales, so you like Columbia. Just to, you, we like Columbia. I like Columbia and so Ivory, who's a runner up? Ivory, Ivory Coast for second. Um, Japan's last, and Greece is third. I think Greece impresses a little bit. Um, but my question to you guys is, especially Brooks, if you're putting Ivory Coast first, are they the best African team in this tournament? Are they better than a Ghana? Are they better than a Nigeria? Who won? Doesn't matter if they're the best group. They just have to win the. They just have to win the group. You know, I, it doesn't matter if they're the best team. I'll no, say that I'm just saying, opinion-wise, are they? Would you say compared to the other African teams, are they the best African team? I mean, I've not seen Ghana play a lot, and I know they have the record against the United States, but I mean, that's just one record against one national off, team. Off the record, to answer your question, Yales. I do think I do think Ivory Coast is the best African nation. I think they're the deepest. They're the, and they have the most depth, guys. They have experience. Yeah. They have a lot of experience. How many times have we seen Ivory Coast not advance? I mean, pretty much every every single World Cup since we've been alive. They haven't advanced. 2000, you know, 2000, is this the year they're experienced? I almost want to pick them. I almost want to pick Japan to advance as my runner-up. I really mold this one. This is the, you know, Brooks mentioned this is a crapshoot group. Listen, I do agree that Group C is tough, but you know what? I can't not pick Ivory Coast to advance. I like Ivory Coast to runner-up just because I love their experience and they get out. Yaya, Kaluo, Drogba. I just love what they are. I, I think they're the best African team, despite Nigeria winning um, the Cup of Nations, the African Cup of Nations. So I think it's safe to say that, you know, I'm shocked, though, on the Columbia pick, but we do have Columbia advancing, and we do have Ivory Coast advance. So we just have, I believe, we're Columbia, Ivory Coast, and Brooks is Ivory Coast, Columbia. So we're in agreement on there, so we can't, you know, we are, we're on the same page, so we can't argue that. But that can go us into... What England thinks is their group of death. It's Group D, and it's filled with the likes of Uruguay, Costa Rica, England, and Italy. Very Four very tough teams. The Costa Ricans are a good team, but I think it's safe to say everyone has them last in this group. So we're going to save our breath on that one unless someone wants to bite my tongue. But what do we like out of this Uruguay team? I mean, Oscar Washington Tavares is their coach. They got Edson Cavani. They have the likes of Forlan. They have the likes of Luis Suarez. They won the World Cup twice, 1930, 1950. Third place years ago. Do we like Uruguay to win this group? Do we like Italy, the Italians to win this group? Or what about the likes of England, the three Lions? Brooks? Or is there anything else? I think it's Uruguay at the top. Um, And then I think Italy's going to beat out England. Yeah. Um, SPI has Uruguay at the top with 70% and England at 57 for second. So they have them over Italy. Um, so Italy, England, it'll, it's going to come down to them as everyone is expected. But I think Uruguay, I think they're they're going to be the surprise of this tournament. Again, it's a, a home country playing in South America um, with very good talent and very good scorers. Um, they did not perform too well in the qualifying, but... <laughs> it seems like sometimes yeah. half the teams don't perform very right. well in qualifying, and then they go on to have perfectly good seasons, um, you know, or perfectly good World Cups. Um, but Suarez and Cavani are going to be the keys. Um, Again, another South, you know, a South American team in this World Cup with a big spotlight. Can they rumble and make noise? I'm with you, Yales. I think so. And what I'm interested in seeing is the whole six-month buildup of Luis Suarez in England knowing he's going to have to play them in the World Cup. And I just want to see how the tabloids kind of build that up and dig at him to see what he can say. Telegraph is already trashing him, believe it or not. The Telegraph over in the UK, they're already trashing him. And believe it or not, you, you know, you guys mentioned it, how England thinks in the World Cup, you know, in their group of death, 
England likes their chances to advance, which I think is shocking because I don't have England advancing. Um, I don't know what you got, Brooks, but I don't have them going far. All right. Well, this is – I would say this group, everyone everyone has a chance but Costa Rica. So Costa Rica is dead last for me. Yeah, that's why I've said I think everyone knows Costa Rica is, is fourth in this group. No disrespect. I think between the three teams, Uruguay, uh, England, and Italy, it's another crapshoot. It's yeah. it, it is Italy's old, but they've been they've proven themselves to always advance out of group. England, I think, if they put the right team together, they can make a run because they have good players. And I think the way that you know they're you know they're the guys they have on the squad, such as you know Daniel Sturridge, who's been who's bring great life for Liverpool. Can you know? Hopefully, a Wayne Rooney can play with him, or a Ricky Lambert, who's been on the rise yeah. for Southampton. Uh, you know, and then you still have your old guys as Gerard and Lampard in the middle. The question is at the goalkeeping: Do you want Joe Hart there because he's been kind of on the low? He's already, you know, second string now at Man City. So there's that question, and then there's also the question: Is your who's going to show? Is your going to show up and play? Play? You know, because in the Confederations Cup, they were they 50, were flat. 50. They're they're flat. Is are they going to rely on Suarez and Forlan? Are you know? Are they going to? I think you're going to have to rely on Cavani. Are Cavani can, can Cavani can Cavani carry the team? You know, that's the question. So. You know, for me, I. This for me, I would say. So you like Uruguay to win the group? No, I don't. Okay, I'm going. I have to go with the Italians to you win like the, the group Italians. because the, just the experience, and they just always seem to get it done. I thought they're too old, though. The Italians are too old. You, they can, can't... you can be too old. I'm not. They're not going to win the World Cup. They, you can be too old, but to get out of group play, you need the experience in those pressure games. So I'm going to go with Italy winning the group, and I'm going with England as runner-up. Okay, well, so you don't see Uruguay going past this group? No, I think they don't wow. have they don't have the defense, and they're just too reliant on their on Suarez and Forlan on their offense to get them goals. I can see that, but I always see just Uruguay piecing it together. Yeah, I, was, I, I mean, I'm they curious. They have a very deep team, too. Like, they play very... High level soccer. They have guys playing at Juventus. They have guys playing at uh, Atletico Madrid. Um, guys, they won Copa America. Do we? Do you know what I'm saying? The Copa America. Colonel. I feel like they're a much deeper team than both Italy and um, I do too. England. If you match them up, their teams are just better. England has questions, as I'm always worried about, is relying too much on Rooney, who has not been able to perform at all. And that's why I said Daniel Sturridge never though. played World Cup. At the top level, but when he's played, he's had an impact in the friendlies. He yep. has, and I and I think if you find someone with Sturridge, maybe Wayne Rooney doesn't play at the top. Maybe he plays a high midfield position. You know, maybe you do that, or you know, you, I think I think you can find a way to if you get Sturridge in there, you can find a way for Rooney to be happy, and you, can, you know, you can you, know, you have a great midfield anyways in Lampard and Gerrard. So you know, I think England you know has their work cut out for them, but they have yet to find their magic formula. And for me, guys, here's a little statistic. Yale's love statistics. This is for him. Guys, last time the World Cup was in Brazil was 1950. Who won that World Cup? Uruguay. Just a stat there. Another South American team winning in Brazil. I can't see Uruguay not going through in their turf, South America. I think it's a big struggle for these European teams. To just, I keep saying it, but to go into South Africa is tough. Or South Africa. keep saying that. South America is tough. It, I like you know I like Uruguay to win this group. I think Uruguay is going to win this group, and then by the likes of the Italians, I think the Italians are just experienced. You mentioned that Yale's Ivory Coast, very experienced. I like that and very similar, a lot of similarities with Ivory Coast and Italy with their this experience and their old grit. You know, yeah, I think the deeper teams always win in the World Cup. Yeah. Um, 
England, like I said, what worries me is their goal scoring. Um, and Sturridge has performed in friendlies, but it, again, if we're basing it off friendlies, Uruguay performed awful in um, their friendlies and in yeah. their qualifying, so you can't really... But then you're combine. basing your stats off how the guys play in clubs, like the the dude, the guy's index, whatever his name is, his index. You Nate know, Silver. Silver. You know, I Podolski sucks at club level, but he plays great for the national team level. There are a lot of German players in that German team that, like, is it Philip Lahm or Mir- Miroslav Klose? I think it's Lahm or one of, it's one of the two where they don't play well at club level, but they just really perform well at the national level. I'm just going to say this. With Uruguay on the national stage, when the lights are on Uruguay, and you can say what they want to do on the Confederation Cup, look, Uruguay plays well. And I think they, they won't go by America, and we're not giving any credit for that. This is an Uruguay team with Oscar Ta- Washington Tavares is a great team. Guys, third place with no credit. I like them to be carried by, you know, Cavani and Suarez. I like them. I really do like them. But we can talk about Group, you know, D the whole time, but we have to move to Group E. And Group E is a very interesting group for me because, you know what, there's a lot of teams in this group that can really make some noise for me. And we have a Switzerland team. We have a France we have an Ecuador and an Honduras. I think it's safe to say Honduras is, to me, has no chance of advancing. No respect to CONCACAF. I love CONCACAF, but I don't like their chances to really go through. But who do you like to win this group, Brooks? Who do you got? Oh, for me, it's, you know, there's there's two teams, really, for me. I think France comes out on top. Switzerland is the runner-up. Okay, France on top. Switzerland runner Oh, so you like the French to go up. But they have a weak team this year, I thought. Yeah, I did say that before. I, I'm, I'm trying I to get him. I know you're hitting up. But, I mean, I just don't see Ecuador doing much of anything. Uh, you know, I. but again, I can't really speak too much on the Ecuadorian team because I really don't, I haven't really watched them play. So, can they know, make, can, there's let that. Me, let me ask you this. Could they make some noise knowing that the World Cup is in their continent? We could, but they're just not they're not up there on powerhouse teams so you know like or well you know i, I mean i know what france is going to bring to the table with ribery and you know yoris for um the goalkeeper and loris yeah loris yeah and hugo loris of hugo loris tottenham. of tottenham you know and they also have a lot of other great um you know what about valbuena you know what about you know like said valbuena and gayabe and they're and, you know offer so much quality in their midfield. Yeah. I think the French, you know, Nazari too. Nazari, of course. And, and then Pogba, I, you ever you see Pogba, the guy that's twenty years old that played for the French U.S. national team in the in the U twenty World Cup. I mean, obviously they know he's got experience too. So you know they have a great team. And I, I like the French. I think the French are good. And to me, guys, Group E is the most clear cut one. Yales, I think it's pretty easy to know who's going to go through. Does last year's world or not last year's 2010? Does that worry you with the French team? Does I think you I does think, those memories and those that awful World Cup come back and it's a different team. It's not the same exact players, but it has the same leaders uh, or some of the same leaders. Um, they're talented again. Many people in France are worried that the same thing is going to happen and that they're going to underperform. Me, to me, not to cut you off, yells with the French is you eliminate you eliminate that head coach Dumarak. You eliminate, and to me, you eliminate the number one cancer of that team, which is who? Nicholas, uh, Nicholas Anelka. You eliminate Anelka from the team. He retires, and it's a shame because, you know, Henri retires from international football as well. It's a new nucleus in this French team. The Nazaris, the Loris. The Benzema's and, and the Giroud's, Yeah, too. and the, the Valbuena's, the Giroud's, yeah. the Ribery's. I think Ribery is just playing at such a high level. Finals for the Golden Ball this year, FIFA, Golden de Oro. 
it, I'm not going to lie to you. It is scary. It's very scary. But they have a favorable group that I think I don't think they're going to win this group. I like the Swiss to win this group. And that's that's my bold pick. I like the Swiss. I think people have given they're the weakest team, but I do like what the Swiss are doing. Very easy. Maybe Step Ladder's paying off the refs. He's a Swiss guy. But <laughs> I like the Swiss to win, and I like the French. It is scary, though, Yales. I do agree, but they have a favorable group that they can get through with the likes of Honduras and Ecuador being in their group. I like them to go through. I think I like them, too, because of that, because of the favorable group. It's an easy group. And I have them going through, and I have Ecuador going second, um, again, because they're playing at home, and I think they're a better team than both Honduras and Switzerland. I think Switzerland has been overrated this whole year. I, I, I do think Switzerland's overrated, but for me, that's my gutsy pick, is the Swiss. I really want to see what the Swiss are. How are they seated very ranked? I don't know. The highest, Their highest tournament best, their latest tournament finish was... Quarterfinals in 1954. So just so you know, they got to the round of eight in 1954. That was their best appearance. So I think this group is pretty settled before we get into our big discussions. What about Group F? Okay, The likes of Argentina, Bosnia, Iran, and Nigeria. I think this group requires a little more thought than one could think. Could Nigeria make some noise? What about Bosnia and Argentina? Yales, who is your winner in this group? And then we'll swing around and do runner-ups. I think it's going to be Argentina. Um <laughs> clear favorite through this they're a clear favorite for this world cup to get to the quarterfinals or the finals um but uh i think it's argentina yeah i mean i do think argentina will win this group i'm just gonna be blunt about it is i do like argentina yales mentions playing at a home playing in your continent and arguably one game is so close to rio de la plata and buenos Aires to the border guys it's almost they're gonna have a home game in another country I think they're so well-traveled. I like Argentina to win this group. And Zach killed me in our last podcast. He goes, Fino, you are overrating Argentina. Sorry, Zachy boy. I do like Argentina because what they bring. And I think Messi finally brings it, Brooks. Yeah, I got you there. Like, boom. He brings it, Argentina. But seriously, who do you like as your winner in this group, Beth? Uh, I have to go with Argentina. I thought you were going to say Bosnia. I'm a Jekyll fan. Um, I do love Jekko though. No, Jekko's great. I love Jekko. But yeah. I mean, with with the with the offensive force you have with not only Messi but Sergio Aguero, who we always you, he 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 kind of plays an under underdog role. I love Sergio Aguero. Sergio Aguero, huge in the EPL, but he always plays an underdog role to you know Messi on the national team. You know they also have uh, Maxi Rodriguez on their team as well. Uh, you know they have a lot of they have some great players. So I would say Argentina advancing uh, is. It's another one where I'm not sure if Bosnia or maybe Nigeria. Nigeria has some great team. Guys, this is the players. Not to cut you off, Brooks. This is the just a note for our listeners. This is the first time ever Bosnia has qualified for a World Cup. The first time ever. Is the inexperience going to play a factor with Bosnia, or do you guys still have them going through? Bo- Bosnia, if they rely too much on Jeko, which they may because they he to. has the experience and they need to. For me, I think Nigeria advances, even though they had a bad Confed Cup, the Confederation Cup. They did not have a very good time. But I think, you know, with John Obi Mikel and Victor Moses and a lot of other guys. What about their top-class goalkeeper, Asmir Begovic? This guy is great. I mean, he's playing such great soccer or football. For Stoke, yeah. Yeah. And they just won this past weekend. And they just won. And I think, think, yeah, it it was against Chelsea. And it was in Jeff Cameron's team, too. But um, not to mention, I think this is the big big reason why they qualified is because their excellent goalkeeping in Jekko is unreal. So, inexperience plays a factor for Bosnia, or Yales, you like him going through? I like him going through. Um, Me too. I like him going through as well. Argentina on top, Bosnia second. Um, 
I think Iran's going to be third. Um, I think I think they're going to surprise some t- people. Um, they're finally they're finally in a World Cup without political issues, and um, they got rid of a few coaches who were trouble for them. They got a guy coming in from. He's coached for Portugal back in 2010. He coached with Man U for a few stints as an assistant. Oh, Coach Carlos. Yeah. Quiroz. They have finished at the top of their group in the Asian qualification. Um, so I think I think they're going to surprise some people. But I, I think the top is going to be Bosnia and Argentina. Um, and that's just that's their clear cut. Yeah, I, I'm with that. I mean, that's just so clear cut for me. No disrespect to Nigeria or Iran. Nigeria with such a great year in winning the African Cup of Nations. To me, it's just clear-cut. Although Bosnia has never advanced and qualified for a World Cup, yeah, of course they've never advanced. I just think there's just too much class on Bosnia. I have them in the runner-up as well, Brooks. You like Bosnia to go through as well? No, no, I said Nigeria. Oh, you said Nigeria. Forgive Goodness. me. Wow. I got so infatuated with his love of Dzeko, I'm thinking he's going to pick you know, them for runner-up. So he likes Nigeria. That's interesting. And going back to Argentina, um, with the messy injury... Do you think that's going to come into play? It's of course it, it will. It's six months down the road, but it's been lingering. Um, it happened back in April, and it's still here in November. He's out for one or two months, so I, yeah, that's, that's something to worry about. Um, they have other goal scorers, obviously. Argentina is one with of Aguero. the Guero with the the best strikers in the whole world, but uh, he he's their leader and he's the go to guy. So if you don't have him in a World Cup playing at Brazil, is that going to you have Aguero. It's going to make it difficult. I think it's going to make it difficult because to me... May, I, maybe not in the group stage, but maybe farther into the tournament where if Messi's not at the top of his game, um, is that is that going to change things? I, I definitely think so because for me, guys, playing so close to home, you're playing in your continent, you're playing a country away. Look, if, if you're an Argentina fan and supporter and you're looking just to get out of the group, that's not your goal. If you're Argentina, you're looking to get to the quarters. You're looking to get to the semis even. You're looking to get to the 8 and 4. Now, you're not looking to get to 16. And I think with Argentina is, yes, they have the class to recover from Messi. But I'm sorry, you're wrong if you think they can't go deep without Messi playing stellar. And that's why I put Argentina in the same category as a Portugal or a Colombia. That one marquee star player that needs them to play absolutely outrageous for them to go deep in the tournament. Not necessarily advance but deep. I think it's a blessing in disguise that he's hurt because wow. Because Aguero can finally step up and do what he needs to do. I, I they just rely on Messi too much and then all the fan everyone all then the you know the media say, "Oh, well, they should be because they have the best player in the world." It's time for Aguero to step up and I think it's a blessing in disguise that he's hurt. He needs to play obviously, but it's time for Aguero to step up and be that other player that he can be that we know him to be in the APL. I think I, I do think so, and I think there's a lot we'll debate this as we get closer to the cup itself, and we kind of break down injuries and stuff. But you know, we can talk about this group, you know, this group F for a while. But I really want to talk about this group G. Group G is obviously the the, the one that us as United States supporters, um, Sam's Army, whatever American Outlaw members we are. Group G guys: Germany, Portugal, Ghana. Say that very very solemnly, and United States of America. And this would label as other people as the group of death, the likes of Germany, by Joachim Lowe, Portugal, Pablo Vento, Ghana, James Garcia, Apaya, and of course, United States, yet by Jurgen Klinsmann. So who do we like to advance in this group? Can Is it realistic to say United States can get through this group? I'm going to say it's realistic that the quarterfinals is a realistic goal for the United States. Anything over than a quarterfinals for me is just not realistic. 
to me, we'll talk about my predictions next. I want to hear what Brooks and Yale, or Brooks and Yales have to say. Who do you guys got winning this group? Yales, Germany on top. Um, okay. And second, I I feel it's going to be a Portugal team. I think they're. But why Ger- why Germany? Not to cut you off. Like, what do you see out of Germany? Do you think Germany is a favorite to win this World Cup? With I, their- I don't think they're the top favorite. Um, but in this I, group, yeah. In this group, yes. But in if you're speaking for the whole World Cup, I, am. I don't think they're the. The number one favorite. I think they're second. Um, they're probably, in my opinion, the deepest team and the best built team out of all these um, countries. But uh, so I think they will dominate in this group. Um, Portugal and Ghana and us in the USA cannot compete against a Germany in in the sense of getting a win against them. I think we. Some of those teams may be able to get a draw, but I think Germany will win every single one of their games. Before I ask you, before we move to Brooks, if you had to place a bet on it, would you say Germany is a bet for the semifinals? Yes. I agree with that. I just I just want to say I think Germany is a safe bet for the semis, and I just want our listeners to know the quality class that Germany have. But we'll go to Brooks. Who do you like winning this group? Germany, Ghana, Portugal, maybe someone else besides the United States? I would say Germany for sure. Okay, yeah. They have they're, they're a powerhouse. Um, you can't deny the the you know the roster they have with Podolski. You know Kadira's out, but they still have someone up step up and play Sammy Kadira. Uh, you know you have Mueller, Kroos, Mario Götze, who's supposed to be you know the the German Messi, uh, plays for Bayern Munich. Uh, Marco Royce for Dortmund. So, you know, you have a lot. You have a lot of players, and they are very big in the defensive. In the defensive, you want to know what's scary about the German team that I'm just absolutely obsessed with? Brooks didn't even mention Bastian Schweinsteiger. Brooks didn't even mention Metsu Otsil, who's playing absolutely outrageous at Arsenal. You're not even mentioning these guys. Germany is so loaded, and I think it's really scary to play Germany. But you know what? If there's one team that I would want to play in the group stage, it's Germany. Because Klinsman, if I'm a United States fan, Klinsman understands the German mentality. That's his pedigree. That is his apprentice, Joachim Lowe. Yogi Lowe is this guy that he nurtured in that 06 World Cup to take the reins in 2010. So I do like I do like the Germans to win this group. But the real debate is who is the runner-up in this group. And I think that's where the group G of group of death, group for just G of just for group of death, the runner-up I think is so intriguing in this one. Well, and yeah, I didn't even get my runner-up yet, but... Uh, well, everyone in for runner-up. Oh, uh, okay, we're going to, everyone for runner-up? Yeah, let's do runner-up. You do it first, Brooksy. All right, fine. Okay, I... Everyone loves Ghana for some reason. I, I think they have great... Just looking at the roster, I think they have a... You know, not a bad roster. I, I mean, I some play for Crystal Palace. Some play for Arsenal's Arsenal B team. Some play on Arsenal's, you know, Arsenal's team. Uh... You know, it, it's just something that I, you know, I, I kind of base mine on where you play on your club level and what you kind of do for both teams. But I've not seen Ghana play enough. But I just don't think they're going to advance. I think the United States can advance if they can draw Germany and they can somehow make a win against Portugal and they beat Ghana. It's possible to beat Portugal, like I've always said, if you upset Ronaldo and you take him out of the game. They don't have many other players that can hurt you offensively. But that being said, Portugal is a very good team offensively. And Portugal, depending on how Ronaldo plays, can beat a good team such as a Germany. So for my 
runner-up of the group, I'm going to go with the United States. I like that. I'm going with the Portuguese. Yeah, Portuguese side. Um, I think they're they have the more skilled players. I think I think they do have players who can play in place of Ronaldo. Um, you can take him out somewhat, but I don't think it's as easy as it sounds to just take Cristiano Ronaldo out of a game. Yeah, you can't take someone like that out of the game. He's well, you upset him. You upset him, and I- he's done that countless times, even in Champions League games when he was with Manchester United, when they when that year when they lost in PKs to Chelsea. You take him out of the game, and he gets frustrated and upset, and he starts acting like a five-year-old, and then he starts diving everywhere. That really hurts a team. Let me ask Yales this. Yales, do you think a likes of the United States can frustrate a team or a team or even a player like Cristiano in Portugal? I, I think Cristiano Ronaldo is just too, too, too much class. Yeah, he, he's just too much better than our defense. Yeah. Um, I don't think we have the capability of doing that. I think he's we could frustrate him, but I think he would still be able to get one or two goals on us. Think about it. Who in that frustration, I agree. I mean that that's interesting. Can, I, I don't think U.S. Can, can you know can stop a guy, but you can contain him. But the likes of a back line, who is going to be United States center back and back line? Is Chirundolo going to be back? He has been off the stage on a right back. Where has he been? Are you asking a guy like Jeff Cameron to step up and mark up a guy Christi- like a Cristiano? He has played in the, the, the Premier League, though, which I say he's played against better talent than some of the other guys that are playing in the back The line. reason why I mentioned Jeff Cameron is because most likely for me, I have him as a projected center back for his United States club. So I think it's interesting that Yale brings up Cristiano and the frustration factor that that could come into it. But I think the thing is, I think Cristiano is absolute class. But here's the thing, though. With Ghana, guys, Ghana is at an all-time high in their nation's history. Their best finish ever in a World Cup was 2010 when they were in the round of 16, okay? and then Or, no, I'm sorry, quarterfinals. They beat the United States in the round of 16. So in the corners was their best ever finish in a World Cup. United States, last time they won the World Cup, anyone want to guess the year? Ever. 1930. Oh, 1930. 1930, yeah. or they finished third. They didn't win. I'm sorry. Yeah. They finished they third. They never won the World They've Cup. They've never won the World Cup. Yeah. I'm, I'm, in, I'm on something else. But um, what's it called? I was reading something else, but that's not the story. Yeah, they never won the World Cup. Their best finish is third. Now, is it realistic for this United States team to get deep in this tournament, despite their group? I, it's, it's a lot of belief and, a lot of belief. and trust and faith. But it, for it's so, going to be a group. It's going to be a camaraderie. Thing. But for some reason, for some, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the bias in me. I have United States going through, and I don't know what it is. But I think Ghana is extremely overrated now, and they've done nothing but act. they have never seen these expectations this high. I think for me, Ghana's last in this group, and I say that. With not a lot of confidence. But I'm saying it because I think they've had so much expectation. And with Portugal, I don't know what's expected of Portugal. But you know Cristiano's going to score goals. You know that. But I think the likes of what about Nani and those people, can they beat them? And I think the United States can get through it and they're my runner-up. Even though Brooks agrees with me, Yale's doesn't. And that kind of rolls into our last group. It's Group H. And it's a good group. Belgium, Algeria, Russia, South Korea, the Korean Republic. Who do you guys like to win this group? We'll start with you know. We'll start with Yales. Yeah, let's, do, let's keep doing Yales. He's on fire. I think Belgium's going to be the top of this group, and I think Russia is going to be um, second. Um, okay. I, I like the Russian team. They have they have very skilled players. You like Fabio Capello's team, huh? He's bad. I don't like Fabio Capello, but I like <laughs> his I like his players that he has. I don't think he'll mess them up too much. But uh, I think. They're they're always unknown, and they got the World Cup coming next um, next time around. I think they're gonna surprise some people, um, but I think Belgium's the deeper team. 
Russia's the second deepest, and I think that'll carry them through. Um, South Korea doesn't have too much for me. Um, I haven't seen them as much, but uh, I just don't think they'll be able to be a team even like Russia. Um, and Algeria, same thing. I just don't think they, they have enough skilled players to score enough goals against a Belgium defense or even a Russian defense. For me, I think I think I think Belgium obviously is the winner of this group. I think Belgium what they're doing is just like 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 Eden Hazard. I mean, they, these guys are just class. I mean, you can go on and on about what Belgium is doing. I think they just look, they dismantled the United States team in Cleveland last year. And nothing to take away from the United States. I think Belgium is the best team in this group. I think they win this group with flying colors, Brooks. Who do you got to win it? Oh, Belgium for sure. Belgium for sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, I mean, it, with Mario Fellaini, you know, you have a Mario Fellaini that plays in the midfield. Uh, you know, uh, Vermarlin, Vermarlin on the back line. We stacked. go on and on about how great their their roster is, but it's um, deep, and I think this is the best we've ever seen out of out of Belgium. And is it now? Here's my question. I'm always asking you. I'm going to ask it to both of you. Belgium's best finish was fourth in 1986, so they made it to the semis. If you had a place to bet, would you bet Belgium gets to the semifinals this World Cup? I think they'll fall short. You fall short. So yeah. you like maybe quarters for them? Yeah. Okay, quarters. I'll take that bet. You'll take it? I'll take it. You have Hazard. You know, you have, like I said, Verdnagen, Vermarlin. You know, Fellaini. Fellaini. You have Dembele. Uh, They're stacked. They are stacked. You know, you have De Bruyne, who plays for Chelsea. Great player as well. Lukaku, who we didn't even mention. Who's a great young player? Christian Benteke, who is a goal scorer for uh, Ashton Villa. You have Kevin Morales, who plays as well. You, you, you have a ton of players, and, and I'm gonna mention Vincent Company as well in your back in your defensive line. So, and, yeah, I'll say this: I think this group is pretty clear cut for me. The runner up in this one is Russia, and I think with Fabio Capello's team, I think Fabio Capello's gonna have his guys ready to play. Algeria has never pay, made it past the group stage to advance. And South Korea's best finish is fourth in 2002. But you know what? I just don't really see it. I'm sorry. I really just like Russia to go go through as my runner-up. I don't know what you guys think. What did you think about Belgium getting to the... Semifinals? Did you think it was possible? I oh oh, that's good. I think it's I think it's very realistic because most likely it'll come down to Argentina Belgium to get through. So I think it's realistic. Like I said, I mentioned Argentina as just a sleeper that they can make noise. Did I think they can go through? I do think so, and I I do I I would maybe take that bet in Belgium going very deep into the semis. I do like them. I do like them, but you know, not to mention nothing to take away from an Argentina club. That's gonna be a very that's gonna be a very tough game, but depending on how Argentina is playing, I think Belgium would very well lose to Argentina because I I like Argentina that much, but I like Belgium that much. It's so tough to pick, but if I had to place money on it, you know what? I pick Belgium. And both of you for Group G had United States going through, correct? Yes. So that would be our quarterfinal our opponent. It would be Belgium. Yeah, I have the United States for sure losing that game. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's just no disrespect. They've done it before. But you know what? How many times have we seen the United States get rattled in a friendly by a team and then go out and beat them? They've done that before. They did, I remember they beat Spain in a friendly before the Confederation Cup. They play them in the Confederation Cup, win 2 nothing, and then play them after the Confederation Cup in New England and lose 5-1. So they've done so many things in the United States, so erratic. I think it's if they beat Belgium, they deserve to be in that in that quarters. I just don't see it. I had the United States going through playing Belgium and losing. That's what I see. So you like Russia as your runner-up? Yep. You like Russia as your runner-up? Yeah, definitely. I think, I think it's just pretty simple. So 
you know, that kind of that kind of wraps up our really preview here at MSU Impact Sports. The guys are the hosts of Corner Kick for MSU Impact Sport is Brooks Lambeer, Jonathan Yales. They've done a great job covering MSU soccer, who unfortunately lost to Notre Dame in the Elite Eight 2-1. We'll give a recap on that later in a later podcast where we'll talk and we'll have a senior show. So look out for that in MSU Impact Sports. For Live in Holden Hall, I'm Fino with Brooks and Yales. We'll talk and look for our content about more soccer, more a little MSU soccer, and of course this World Cup. We'll see you guys later. <laughs>